Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. Does the best show on TV better call Saul, baby? That's right. We're back for another season, but we're changing it up a little bit. Unfortunately, Ashea is not going to be doing this podcast with me. You can still find her at History of Westeros. She's doing great. Everything's awesome. It's just that there's there's another man in my life, a man named Solo. And people know that he's the regular host here. We just did Mayor of Kingstown. We did, what do we do? Game of Thrones, Mindhunter, all the shows together. He was not available last time around because he was making a movie. And planning to make a movie. But that movie's been made. So now he's here to talk with me about Better Call Saul all season long. It's Heath Solo. What's up, buddy? Hey, Folo. Thanks for having me. I hope to do an adequate job. You, you can find me at historyofsoloroast.com. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm excited, man. It's funny. What's really ironic about covering the last season of Better Call Saul with you. Mm-hmm. Back in the day during Breaking Bad, yep. the final season, I never podcasted about Breaking Bad. Our good friend, Mr. Bill from Behind the Cutting Edge was like the first one to ever watch Breaking Bad. And he was doing a podcast about it from the beginning. But uh, me and Sir Alex Hahn Esquire decided to cover the last season. And we did the Heisenberg podcast. Yep. I don't even know if it still exists out there in the the ethero, ethos. You know what? Not only does it exist, but if you go to patreon.com slash DVR, you can hear all those episodes. Whoa! I'm on it. I didn't Donald's plan that. on it. Matt's on it. We, all, we ended up doing it all together. That's right. That's right. I, that's amazing. I got to go back and listen to that. Yeah. I think those, by those, the end of it, it was just me and you, though. I think like yeah, I think Alex took Alex didn't do the finale. I know that's I, right. I think like I, the last couple episodes, Alex was only on it for a little bit. That's right. Oh my wow. gosh, I totally forgot about that. Well, I'm I'm excited. Um, like you said, well, I think this is the second best show on television. The first is Thing About Pam. Just finished the finale. Oh, baby. okay, okay. Haven't seen that that's yet. A, that's a fun show. I, I, it pisses you off. And you're just like, is this real? And the things that happened are real. But I digress. Now, Better Call Saul is one of the uh, best-made TV shows in the last several years, definitely right now. And I am super excited to do this week-to-week with you. Yeah, definitely, man. Most, most definitely. We're going to have fun. 
This uh, is actually split into two parts. So from next Monday, which is April 18th, uh, the show is going to run seven episodes. There's going to be two episodes that drop on April 18th. Then they're going to do five more weeks after that. So it's actually a six-week run of seven episodes. Then the show is going to take a break, and it's going to come back July 11th and do six more episodes. Um, I think, though, that is six weeks because then it runs till August 15th. Um, and it concludes just a week before the new Game of Thrones show starts. And we'll be covering that as well. So you won't be missing us for the next six months. Um, but we are going to do both parts. Hopefully we're going to have some guests. I hope people can come back. I hope Alex, Matt, maybe Bubba, maybe we'll get, I think Andy wants to come on, Gina. Oh, we can't have, we can't have Andy. Well, no, 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 no. Maybe for like just like an opening segment, we'll let him come. Only if he brings his flow charts with him. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ando. Of course, get on. Some with nu- us. Crunch some numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a blast doing this. And yeah, I say it's the best show. To me, it is. I love this show. I just finished rewatching the fifth season. I had such a blast covering it. It's so deep, and I'm glad I rewatch it because I forget how this show can be kind of confusing sometimes. Um, and uh, I'm just, I can't wait for this coming out. And just, I should remind everyone you could go to dvrpodcast.com, check out all those shows that Heath and I mentioned, and you can become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. And thank you to all the patrons and thank you to all the people on our Facebook group. That's the DVR podcast, daily DVR Facebook group. Hopefully we'll have some of those cats come on to our, our friends over there and we'll mix it up across the socials and the potting and all that. Um, Definitely. Today, what we're going to do is do a little preview. We're going to talk a little bit about last season We're going to talk a little bit, bring you up to speed in case you forgot. Not everyone gets a chance to do a rewatch. So we'll kind of tell you where everything stands and what happened. Um, We'll also do some predictions. We're going to talk about, want to talk about what the hell is going to happen to Kim, Nacho, what's up with Gene, all that kind of shit we're going to go through. But before we start out, I want to ask you a question, Solo. Oh, I love when you ask me questions. I don't feel like I'm on trial when you ask me a question. I feel like I'm just at home doing a podcast. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you love? This is a very broad question. What do you love most about Better Call Saul? What makes you, if someone had to say to you, if someone did say to you, why should I watch this show? What's so great about that show? Okay. And this is the what I ha, what I love the most about Better Call Saul is the detail. This show is shot so well, and every single object that's in the scene, every single shot, there's a purpose, and it's so detailed. And what I mean by that, you you can watch a show and it just feels sloppy where it's, you know, it's put together or whatever. It, it, it is what it is. But there's those certain shows, like 
I believe like Quentin Tarantino movies do this. Um, Breaking Bad was like this. That new show Severance is very like this. A lot of Sam Ishmael stuff is like this. It's very detailed and it just sucks me in. And then, of course, the characters are amazing. And um, there's so many other things I love about this show. But it's really the, I guess, the atmosphere, the mise-en-scene, whatever you want to call it. The filmmaking, even though this is a TV show, um, the filmmaking is so perfect and precise and detailed. I get sucked into this world and I, I, I don't get distracted by anything else. And I'm just focused and every little thing means something. And that gets me every time. Very, very rare do shows do that. Um, it, th this is just it, 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 it's just it's just amazing. And I really am a big fan of this show. And I was skeptical at first. I was like, oh, this will be fun. A prequel show. You know, I love uh, Bob Odenkirk. And, but it, I really got sucked in. I think somewhere in the second season, I realized how great of a show this really is. Yeah. I, I man, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I guess that's why we love talking about these shows together because... <laughs> I was going to use the same word, which is details and the depth, not only in the filmmaking, but in the characters and the writing, how subtle both can be. And at the same time, deep, and it just doesn't hit you over the head. You know, there's, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you people talk and we obviously we've talked about Game of Thrones so much, but I think that is kind of the pinnacle of big budget TV and towards the end, it obviously showed the spectacle more than the story. And the thing Correct. about better call Saul is it shares with breaking bad, no matter how large the spectacle gets, they still will stop to show like a coffee cup for five seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they still, <laughs> stay true to their artistic integrity all the way through from the production to uh, the, the actual story writing and the plot, the plotting that happens. They won't sacrifice one for the other. And it's just really a melding of a great team, a great crew, you know, you are a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker. We love this kind of stuff. The reason why we love it is the process. And I feel like this whole show is like a, they love showing and reveling in the process of not just filmmaking, but like the process of life, really. The little things that add up to make moments and make memories. And uh, this show is just, man, it takes it to a, another level. Um, all right, I had some timeline stuff I wanted to throw Ooh. at you, okay? Because yeah. this is this is stuff people are always talking about and we, and when you're thinking about the show, it's I think it's good to keep it in mind. Both of us are huge fans of um Breaking Bad, but I don't know that we're such super duper fans that we're going to remember like every little thing that happens, you know, we'll look it up and we'll talk about it. Um, and I like that fan servicey stuff, but also some spoilers that have come out of people who may be appearing or not. We'll talk right, about right. it when it happens. 
we're not going to speculate or spoil you on this podcast at all. So, but this is just a basic stuff. Breaking Bad begins, or actually I'll start at the very beginning. Human, humankind was created. Oh, I thought you were going close. Way back. It's close to that, though. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Jimmy was born in 1960, and Kim was born in 1968. Okay. Okay. Better Call Saul begins in May of 2002. This series begins in May of 2002. So that's effectively when this world, the story kind of begins, right? Right. Season five of Better Call Saul, which is where we ended the last season. We don't know when season six is going to start. We think it should be soon after, but we'd never know. Season five of Better Call Saul ended in 2004. So what we've seen of the whole show so far has only been a little over two years. If you don't count our, what, flash forwards? Exactly. That's what I'm... But I don't want to step on that. Yes. Yeah. Now, Better Call Saul season five ends in 2004. We've got a season to go. We know that it's limited because Breaking Bad begins in 2008. Oh, okay. All right. So depending on how far ahead they go, they're not going to go any farther than that in in Albuquerque, at least. But the gene Mm. scenes, there have been five scenes where Jimmy, Saul, is Gene living in Nebraska, working at a Cinnabon, right? They're the black Has and Cinnabon's white going scenes. on a business yet. <laughs> oh, not that, not that. They're Just the black those. and white scenes that begin each season. Those are set based upon a license plate sticker that someone saw oh. in, in 2012. So that's the that's the whole range that this whole that this show is playing in so 10 years 10 yeah, years 10 years so basically may of 2002 to somewhere maybe there was some hint that the gene scenes are happening in you know it's snowing there so it's a win- so maybe it could be as late as february march or something right so basically a 10 year span is when this whole story is taking place, including Breaking Bad. What's really interesting, like, is that right now, before this season, we're in 2004. So you got four years before Breaking Bad starts. Yeah. But so, I mean, and even Saul Goodman doesn't show up right away um, in Breaking Bad, uh, if memory serves me correctly. I forget when he shows up, his first appearance. Um, the guys should know that, but I don't I think know. It's like the tell fourth us. episode. Yeah. Okay. So it is this first season. He shows up in the first season. Um. So interesting. So yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if this arc, if it is just going to take place in 2004, or is it going to, you know, jump closer to 2008? Um, that, that, that'll be interesting because 
then there might be oh, a gap it, in it there. Was, it was uh, Better Call Saul, the eighth episode of the second season of Breaking That's Bad. what I thought. That's yeah. okay. That's what I was saying. The eighth I, episode of the second season. Right. Okay. That's wow. why I was, I was, I, I, I knew he I was wrong wasn't in the first season, but I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't think that he was got, just, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I knew he didn't get involved until later, but I thought he showed up. I thought they mm. established the character, but it's not. It's the, it wasn't until the okay. wow, that's interesting. End of season. Yeah, that is very interesting. Because um, I know the. I mean, it's not. A, this isn't a spoiler, but um, when they first decided to do this series, I I, I remember Vince Gilligan saying that they were going to commit to two seasons, and I guess see where it goes. That was the plan, and the fact that we're getting six. Just shows like <laughs> they just they just made something awesome. Originally, it was supposed yeah. to be a half hour comedy. That when they were That's just right. first talking That's about right. it, but um, right. I think they just can't help themselves but to make something incredible. And gosh, man, if you had told me that Bob Odenkirk would be like what I would think is like one of the best actors on TV, I would not have believed you in the nineties. No, <laughs> no. I'd be like, "What? Get out of here!" But writer, comedian, you know, doing things. I mean, man. it just shows you, like, especially with Vince Gilligan, like how even if you would have told me at the start of Malcolm in the Middle that Brian Cranston, yeah, would be yep. playing this awesome dramatic <laughs> character with so many like, like you're like, because everyone's like, "Oh, the Malcolm in the Middle dad," yeah. like that was, but now he's Brian Cranston. And it just goes to show <laughs> that sometimes um, later in life and range, not only range, but th sometimes the perfect role, you know, it, it'll, it, it, it'll happen at different times for people. And, and it's just truly amazing. Um, it is awesome, man. All right. Yeah. Sometimes your star city murders doesn't come until you're a bit older. Yeah, so you're in your 40s. Then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, where you been, buddy? It's like, well, I had a podcast about loss for like five yeah, years. Come on, come on, Hollywood. You know, come on, I had to come on, Hollywood. Um, so yeah, that timeline stuff. So, but that's a good point now, which is I was incorrect before. They're really not. They are not limited to the events that took place in Breaking Bad tangentially until Saul shows up in season two. So everything that happened before season two, episode eight, they can, t they, they can go up to that point. Who knows how far if they wanted they to, get, yeah. but they just won't involve them. They can involve other people that they later become involved in because they all know Gus and all that. Right. They right, all know right. the same people eventually, but, um, that's, that's interesting. Um, but we'll we'll talk a little bit about predictions, but before we go to predictions, I did want to talk a little bit about season five. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I think the main thrust of season five for me, and I think what a lot of people concentrate on, obviously you have the Mike Gus Lalo stuff going on, which eventually ends up becoming Jimmy and Kim as well. But you kind of mm -hmm. have this slip in Kim happening where you're really seeing Kim kind of breaking bad throughout the season. And 
What is your perspective on the conversation they have towards the end of the season where really in the last episode where Jimmy says to her, like, I, I guess I should call him Saul, but I'll keep on calling him Jimmy probably, um, where he says to her, am I bad for you? Am I bringing you down? And her reply, mm-hmm. this is in response to where after she quits her job and and Kevin, both Kevin and Howard tell her how bad Jimmy is for her. Right, and right. she's really offended by this. But Jimmy says, am I fucking you up? Am I screwing you up? What do you think, Keith? Do you think who's screwing who up? How do you see their relationship? You know, that's very interesting because Kim is a you know very strong person. And of course, if, if, if someone's going to tell her that you shouldn't do this or this is what's going on, she's like anti that. <laughs> like she's like, hey, I make my own decisions. I know what's going on. You know, at first you're thinking Jimmy is Saul is the one that is a bad influence on her. And but I'm just wondering if she or it's almost like she was a bad. I mean, she's a bad girl herself. Mm-hmm. We as an audience were learning that and we're like, no way she's not. But I think she literally like she would be the type of character if you found out. I mean you know, in her teens or twenties, she was in a gang. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like she had some bad and she's kind of reformed, but she's very smart and got out of that life. You know, like she, she could play that type of character. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I was totally on the side that Jimmy is the bad influence, but what really gets me. And I don't know if it's the way these characters are going are passing each other. But like when, when um, Kim brings up the stuff about attacking Howard and, and, and making his life miserable, she, she seemed Saul is a little, well, I don't know. And, and, and she's the one that wants to do it and really um, push it. And I felt like interested, you know? So I, I, all along, I'm beginning to think they break up. I mean, you saw it in the season where they become distant and it's, and, and, and what really gets her is when uh, Jimmy goes behind her back with Mesa Verde and she did not, I thought that was going to be the end, but then when he's almost, she thinks he's dead and he comes back, it kind of changes things. And maybe she realizes how much she does love him. Um, But I don't, I think she has it in her and Saul slash Jimmy. What, what should we call him? Cause I don't want to keep going back and forth. I'm going to call, <laughs> I think I keep on calling him Jimmy. All right. We're going to call him Jimmy. Cause, cause I, it reminds me of that door song, Maggie McGill, Jimmy McGill, <laughs> sit on a hill. Left and the music so <laughs> Turn out the light. You'd always love right, so, a bar and they would play that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I And I think the way she left her corporate cush job to do the pro bono work, she's throwing beers off the balcony. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think Jimmy might have unlocked something in her, but I think that was already inside her, and she's kind of maybe sick of being the, the smart by-the-book one, you know? Yep, 
I'm digging everything you're putting down, brother. It's a hard question to answer. I feel like very the hard. show did get me in a sense. Here I am. I'm a liberal dude. I, I like I married to a strong woman. I appreciate can but then I still find myself feeling up until the things you're mentioning up until last season feeling well she's pushing back against him on that stuff she kim doesn't want to do that kim is a good person you know what i'm saying like i kind of feel like i'm the the show too is pushing me to see from her eyes in a sense like in breaking bad with walter and his wife who a lot of people did not like i I always felt like, what the fuck was she supposed to do? Her exactly. husband dying of cancer starts selling meth, and you're and you're you're freaking complaining about Skyler. I mean, come on! But they set us up. It is. I feel like they kind of use that same energy to push Kim into this role of being super um, by the book type a personality remember like the car accident a couple of seasons ago right like oh yeah how she pushes <laughs> herself for perfection but when mm -hmm. jimmy offers this life to her and she's always been attracted to him you have to ask why is she attracted to him right like what isn't that a part of it and it, you come to yeah. see we get a little bit of a peek into her upbringing with the scene when she's waiting at school for her mom and she right. will not get into the car because her mom's drunk. She's right? hammered. Yeah. Um, and just walks home, <laughs> you know, by herself yeah. in the, in the uh, snow, you know, you, you de start developing this empathy for her, but then you're absolutely right. Once she starts feeling this kind of power and seeing Jimmy perform like this, she, I think she find has that in her. I mean, the way she tells mm -hmm. Lalo off at the end when, oh, when yeah. he comes to confront Jimmy and she's like, I think the problem's in your house. You don't have anyone you can trust except the damn lawyer named Saul, better call Saul, <laughs> right? And then Lalo, it, that actually propels Lalo into trusting Nacho and, and introducing Nacho uh, to the head of the cartel, right? Like she actually, ha she can have this effect on people just like Jimmy can. And I, th I find myself thinking like I was wrong. I really saw him as influencing her, but I honestly think going into this season that she is going to teach him how to be Saul. Like the Saul that oh. we saw in Breaking Bad right. is like he is because of Kim, not the other way around. Because right. I think she's yeah. smarter than him and she's more confident than him. Yeah. It, you know, it's, oh, to, to, to go back to the Skylar thing uh, real quick, because it, it, it's going to make, make the point I'm going to make. It's going to reference it. Where, like you said, how is she supposed to react? She was that character. She's protecting her son. You know, she's a normal, like as viewers, we're not even distant cousins. We're just like, uh, we know a friend of a friend who knows Saul and we're just watching it from a cool perspective, like living through that. We're not 
involved in that life. So a lot of people would react like she did. Mm -hmm. Now, I think too, I don't know if this was a writer thing or what, but Kim could have ended up being that type of character, but they like corrected their wrong with Skylar, I guess, for fans and made her more, gave her more edge and stuff. And which, which is interesting. I don't know if it has anything to do with the Skylar character. Probably not, but it is interesting because I know if Skylar towards the end was kind of more into helping out Walter and they were in cahoots together or, or you know, he, she was doing more. Yeah. The fans would have been more on her side. Like, oh, look at this arc. They would have been like, this is the greatest character ever. Well, even you know? when she did, like, they would, I, I think, a lot. Well, of that's, people, well that's true. You know, I that's mean, true. I think towards the end, though, especially towards the end when weren't they like super separated yes. and she wanted nothing yeah. you know well, i think that be. but you're right they were complaining about her beforehand yeah. i just i guess i never i never had the skylar hate that either. the people did because you needed a, if everyone's in on it and great what what's the point you need to have some voice or reason but we're so in love with these tony soprano walter mm-hmm. white characters yep. that they we root for them more than a normal housewife who's afraid of, you know, she could get killed at any time yeah, or exactly. mix up, you know, it's like, give her a break. Who we so, actually but have I like, more in common with, as you're saying, like we right, have more right. in common with Skylar of just a person trying to live your life and your partner is going yep. down a dark road. You know, yeah. this is it. This is a lot different where Jimmy is just becoming Saul. And we see over the course of the fifth season, where little by little, like you made reference to the meeting where Jimmy like sets Kevin up and and plays the video with all the people saying his fa- the the <laughs> delivery man inappropriately touched me, <laughs> like all this crazy shit, and then he busts out the photograph and he's like, you never, you own, you bought the photograph, but you don't own the logo, you know, like it getting even in deep, she didn't know he was going to do any of that. I remember when I first, when I was rewatching it, I was thinking to myself, I couldn't even remember, is she in on this? And then later we find out she's not in on it at all, but she's initially angry, but then it's like, she's actually kind of awed by it. Right. And she's angry too. She's angry that, she's done everything perfectly. She's played by the, she's like done everything she can to not be her mother. And yet she finds the world trying to make her that way. Trying. She feels trying to take her down all the guys at the law firm, Howard, you know, they're all, she's begun to really agree with Jimmy more that they're, all out to get them. They don't care. They're not worth anything. And uh, I, I just, I really think that this sixth season is going to be at the end. We might not like him. I think that they may, it's hard because she's like my favorite character. The growth of that season five is turning into someone who's going to be like a Walter White type character, you know, what she might be willing to do. Yeah. I mean, it really sticks with me towards the end when she was really pushing about the Howard stuff. That's what I think this season, you mentioned it, dude. 
I'll, I'll yeah. let me get into it specifically because I took some notes on it and I okay, do think it's going to be a lot of what makes up the um the sixth season um okay and uh I'll, I'll just I'll tell my little story because I said I'll just bring everybody up to speed I'll basically tell the okay. whole story of what happens with Kim last season okay it starts off with this guy Acker who won't sell his house right the old dude because Mesa, right. Mesa Verde wants to build a call center. He doesn't want to sell his house. Kim gets mad at him and says, "You, why do you think you don't have to follow the rules? Like talking about herself. I've followed the rules my whole life. Mm-hmm. He listens to it. She goes away. She feels bad. She drives back to his house at night. And she says to him, you know what, man? I'm going to add more money. I'm going to give you $15,000 and I'll pay for you to move. I even found some houses you could move to. Look, these are nice houses. We're just going to relocate you. And he looks at her and he says, you will say anything to get your way. And then he closes the door on her. And that kind of sets her off through the whole season. That encounter of trying to help this guy in the same way that she's helping all her pro bono clients, well, at mm-hmm. the same time, her anger just builds towards Kevin Mesa Verde, her law firm. Her anger just keeps on building until she gets, she eventually gets Jimmy Saul involved with this. First, it starts off with frivolous stuff like there's radiation on the property, right? Jesus is on the wall. You can't take the house back. There's there's Native American remains, you know? Then it escalates to what we eventually talked about, which was Jimmy finding out, or really it was Jimmy hiring a guy to break into Kevin's house. And he sees the painting in his house and Kim makes the realization, here it is. We have him on this. They don't own the logo. She figures it out and she tells Jimmy, but then they agree that they're, they're going to end it. This is going too far. That's when he springs this whole, all this shit on Kevin and everyone else in, in the, at Mesa Verde and she has no idea that he was going to do it, right? They, they had previously mm-hmm. agreed not to do that. Um, that's when they have their big argument, which ends in the v- most intelligent thing, let's get married. Because right. <laughs> we're married. Very intelligent. No matter yeah. what happens, they say it's legal, but it's you can see it's fulfilling. It's almost like Kim had that idea in some way. It makes her feel safe or something, you know? Uh-huh. Um, then we get all this stuff with Lalo, where she go where Jimmy has to pick up the seven million dollars to pay off Lalo's bail. And that's when Kim actually goes and meets him in jail. He doesn't take her seriously. But then later when Lalo comes to uh, their apartment, as we said, Kim talks him down. The part about Howard is is right after that. They go and hide in a hotel because they're scared. Jimmy finds out that Lalo is going to get taken out by Gus, which we know eventually does not happen. Lalo survives. 
but they're playing with each other. They're, they decide to stay in the hotel one last night as the hit is going down on Lalo and they have fun. And they start a little game where they say, you know what we should do to Howard? And they keep on escalating it, right? And Jimmy is saying all this silly stuff. You know, we'll put um, Nair in his shampoo bottle, <laughs> right? At the gym. <laughs> and then she all of a sudden says, how about we frame him for something? Something really, something unforgivable, which is the name of the episode, something unforgivable like stealing money from people or misappropriating funds or committing fraud. If we do that, then they'll be forced because he's the lead counsel to settle the sandpiper uh, lawsuit, which has been going right. on on this show since season one. They were overcharging the old people. Remember a couple seasons ago, they were going to settle, but they didn't. And the two sides have been unable to come to an agreement, mostly because there's so many people involved, old people to settle. So that's when she comes up with this idea and she starts developing it with him. And the plan that she enacts and, and that she basically comes up with is um, we're going to frame like I said, we're going to frame Howard. We're going to make we're going to come up with something that he did that's so terrible that he cannot come back from it and it take down the whole firm. And then the Sandpiper agree, um, lawsuit will have to be settled and they'll get $2 million because they'll get 20% of uh, whatever, a quarter of whatever it is. That's what their fees will be. Kim right. wants to use this money, she says, to do a pro bono practice and help people. And Jimmy is just like, well, we could buy a house and be happy. You know, he's like thinking of like mm -hmm. settling down. It's really her that has like these kind of bigger ideas about it. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a change. And, you know, it, it seems like Jimmy's Jimmy's always has these ideas, but. Now she, now Kim's coming up yeah. with these big ones. And so it just, and I think that, like you said, whether she's breaking bad or she's just, I mean, she's just been through so much that she's just, I mean, think about all that Mesa Verde stuff, you know, like when she was working her tail off and then the crash, I mean, and emotionally having to deal with Jimmy <laughs> on a daily basis. Uh, she, she's grabbing the bull by the horns and wants to do stuff her way now. Yeah, and I think it's not going to go very well. We'll save it for our predictions, what we think right. is going to happen. But let's okay. let's shift it over and talk a little bit about Lalo versus Gus. Do you want me to give my little background to this? Or you want to dive right into it? No, I like your background. Oh, okay, it cool. Refreshes my, yeah, it refreshes, refreshes my mind. mind. Okay. Yes. So let's remember that Hector Salamanca... Okay, the man now who is ringing the bell. <laughs> Reason why he's ringing the bell because Nacho didn't want him to be in power anymore because he was using, he was involving his dad. Nacho's trying to involve Nacho's dad in the business, right? 
So Nacho withheld his pills and switched them, which Gus found out about. And Gus is now kind of holding Nacho hostage in a sense, making him give information about Lalo and the Salamanca organization because he know because he has he can tell them that it was Nacho who's responsible for Hector being in the state he's in, right? Real quick, that that whole episode when Nacho does that with the sleight of hand thing dropping him, mm-hmm. like it's something I guess so simple, but not really simple in the grand scheme of things. But the tension building, like we talked about the detail of this show, they made something that isn't a huge action. I mean, the consequences are, but like something simple made it such like my heart was pounding. Yeah. Like, don't get caught, Nacho. You know, <laughs> I love Nacho, man. I love Nacho. Yeah, he's great. Um, Michael Mando. But we should remember that the feud between Gus and Hector Salamanca goes back many, many years. And this is all cartel shit. But the personal aspect is that Gus's lover, his ex-lover, who's now dead, Max, was killed by Hector Salamanca back in the day. Not only that, but the leader of the cartel and the other cartel people know this. So Gus always carries around... um, a kind of like a mark on his name. Not only do they know that he's gay and that Max was his lover, right? Mm-hmm. But that Hector killed him and there was nothing that Gus could do about it because he couldn't take out Hector because he's too far up in the ranks. Right. So whenever we see Gus at this time period, you know, we're why does he have such a hatred for the Salamancas? That's the reason why we saw in the episode uh, dedicated to Max that the place where Mike convalesced after getting beat up by those thugs was yeah. like Max's hometown that Gus helps support all the kids there and tries mm-hmm. to do something good for them. And then he has a fountain that says that I can't, been out. I'm not, I can't do Spanish to Max. So that's where that hate comes from. And Lalo is Hector's nephew that was sent down after, after Hector didn't take his medicine and ended up all fucked up in a wheelchair. What we find last season is Lalo uses this guy named crazy eight, who we also know from breaking bad. <laughs> yes. He gets arrested after some drugs get caught in a rain pipe, totally by accident. But Lalo decides to use this as a vehicle to take Gus down. Going back to season four, when Lalo was on the case of Werner Ziegler, the German guy who was secretly Uh, building the meth, um, uh, the meth plant in Gus's um, laundry uh, plant. It is a plant, right? His laundry building. Uh, because we know that Gus is in cahoots with a bunch of a German guy and a, a German company to basically take the meth, which we find that's really that's breaking bad. We're probably we're going to get more into that. 
but all of that stuff is what's going to happen in Breaking Bad. So go watch Breaking Bad, everyone. You probably already have. <laughs> but the fun Excuse thing me. that happened, if we remember last season, is that the people that Crazy Eight uh, actually rats out Gus's sights to, purposefully told by Lalo to do this, is Hank and Gomez, of course, oh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Um. Breaking, you talk about this Breaking Bad show. What it? Yeah, what is? You this? Check it out. It's a show where these okay. people go on. It's like an airplane explodes in the air and it lands on an island. And there's oh, that's a difference. <laughs> or in a pool, whatever, whatever. <laughs> in a pool, yeah, that's right, in a pool. Um, so basically, what we get during season five is a back and forth of Nacho finding out information about what. Lalo is going to do telling Gus and then Gus being unable to really respond because if he does, then Lalo is going to know that Nacho or someone in his organization is snitching. So Gus is just waiting it out, waiting it out. So when crazy eight tells Hank and Gomez where the stash, where Gus's stash is in three different spots, Gus just lets it happen. He lets the guys right. get arrested and the money get taken, right? But then eventually Gus is like, fuck this. I want to try to take Lalo out. So he sends Mike out on the town to try to gather up the people who were witness to what Lalo did while he was trying to track down Werner Ziegler, which is that he killed a guy, beat the shit out of him and killed him in a, um, what was it, like a gas station, right, that Mike had stopped in. And then he also mm -hmm. runs a guy down on a bicycle when he's chasing <laughs> Mike. Um, so Mike gets this librarian as well as the family, and then he also does some trickery by planting some evidence at the police station that the car that that people saw this is what the car looked it's basically lalo's car right he goes right. into it's a great scene where mike goes into the station he goes look at that what's that envelope over there and he basically <laughs> tricks this young kid into thinking he misplaced evidence so he gets him to relabel it and put it in there um uh, good old mike and lalo ends up going to jail right who who does yep. lalo get as a lawyer of course it's jimmy it's all good man Lalo orders Nacho to burn down Gus's restaurant because he knows Gus did this to him. Gus, again, can't do anything. He lets it happen. He actually helps Nacho burn down Los Palos Hermanos. Right. Her the deep fryer with the chicken. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, eventually... After Jimmy and Mike go through all this crazy shit in the desert, Nacho, uh, Lalo sends Jimmy to go get $7 million to bring back as his bail because Jimmy thinks it's a lot of money. He doesn't think it's a lot of money. Jimmy goes, Mike follows him to try to make sure that he'll get the money. Unbeknownst to the both of them, uh, another one of the cartel guys is trying to help <laughs> this was this was one of the funniest thing in the season 
is was actually trying to help um uh Gus by taking out Lalo by not allowing this 7 million dollars to come across the border he the, he sends a bunch of guys to take out Jimmy Mike saves Jimmy one of the best episodes called Bad Oh my of god that season what an episode eventually Gus talks to the other cartel guy who I can't remember his name right now. Um, I will remember it soon enough. And they, he basically figures out that's what happened. So it's kind of funny. The whole thing happens just because again, this season is great. The way that Gus just, he just can't, he doesn't give, he'll, he'll let anything happen to not give up the chance to finally try to get Lalo. It all ends up with, Nacho eventually taking Lalo to Mexico. Gus's guys try to take a hit out. They try to take out Lalo. They come in with guns. Nacho lets them through the gate, but Lalo escapes, as does Nacho. And the season ends with Lalo is just like Jack Bauer. Yeah, just angry as hell. You can just hear like it's like blood pumping inside a skull is like the last noise you hear as Lalo's walking away. So we don't know that Lalo knows that Nacho was a part of it, but you can only assume the guy, one of the guys says there was a middleman, but he doesn't, but I think we can assume that he knows that it's Nacho. I, I mean, Lalo is a smart guy. He acts very in his way, but he's already thinking three or four steps ahead in a lot of situations. But like, if he can't put that together, I don't know <laughs> what's wrong with, you know, that would be bad writing, I guess. When people say bad writing, I don't know. Uh, but his character, he's... He's got to put two and two together, you would think. Um, so, I, I mean, who else? Unless there was someone in his crew, but I don't know. I, You know, the fact that he invited Nacho down yeah. for the first time and, and then all this shit happens. And introduces him to Don Eladio, the big king. Oh, Stephen Bauer. The, yeah, and the, the guy who... The guy who, who sent the guys in the desert to take out Jimmy unbeknownst not knowing that they were messing things up because as Gus says he does not know our plans um is <laughs> Don Bosa so Don Bosa likes Gus he thinks Gus is an earner whereas he thinks right. that Lalo and the Salamancas are basically uncivilized that they'll kill anyone just what and which is the same word that um Gus uses too you know he feels that he's more civilized than them, right? Like, right, right. He just makes, uh, <laughs> which I mean, the scene when he, when his, when Gus's guys take Nacho to watch his dad through a window as the guy is gonna, he thinks he's gonna kill him, and then Gus slides into the car, you know, like right. they literally hold a gun on him. Gus has his own idea of what is right or wrong, as everyone on this show does. But um, you can't help it. Even though you know what's going to happen to Gus, spoiler alert, Breaking Bad, um, you can't help but love. He's just such a great actor, and he's so perfect in the role that you always find your, I always find myself cheering for Gus against Lalo, but then I'm like, 
this is the same guy that's going to hold people I really care about hostage and breaking back. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I this, know. this show just well, fucks you up like that. Yeah. And I think um, when they introduce, when they brought Gus into Better Call Saul and expanded his role and, and, yeah. and you know, made it about the his beginnings and everything that, that I, to me, that's when the show took a turn for the, for the better definitely uh, it, yep. it's, it's they started expanding that and you're like oh this isn't just going to be about jimmy becoming saul and we're going to have little cameos like to go yes. and stuff yeah no it, they've done such a you're totally right dude o- open it because for a long time it did seem like it was gonna be like jimmy and chuck right and yeah. then mike just kind of doing stuff but then when they really brought gus in as a main character just in the same way they make him a really a main character of the show. Right. It made the show so much better. Not that I don't right. miss it, Chuck though. Yeah. But it was, it was, you know, it's, that's right. Cause did, Ch- did uh, Chuck, did he commit suicide at the end of season two or three? Do you um, remember offhand? It was season four. No, was season, season, no, was no, it? no, it was, I'm sorry. It was season three. Okay. Cause that Chuck story, I mean, I loved it, but for this yeah, show, four was Jimmy kind of pulling four, himself back three. up. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then five. it just, it, yeah, it just felt like the, it, it was good for the beginning, but for this show to move on, to do yes. more than two yep. seasons, you needed to, to end the Chuck thing and, really get into cartels and different things, and Kim, you know, yeah. this all started and can and more Kim, which was a smart move. Um, and so that that's interesting because, you know, at the beginning it, you know, but they had to do that. We were, we were, you know, slipping Jimmy and all that stuff and the stuff, cause the stuff with Chuck could only go on for so long when you'd be like, okay, enough already. It, it's just, it, it, you know, it, it was so well done, but when he, when he committed suicide, it was like, what and i think that for me too that moment shocked me but at the same time i'm like oh, this show's going to go in a different direction yeah and, and that's and, and it really becomes the show it is now it's almost like it has you know two chat i mean more than two chapters but like you know before chuck and after chuck no, you're <laughs> right kind of the, it is yeah bc yeah, yeah. bc before yeah bc chuck, yeah BC. bc after chuck after dead Chuck yeah. ADC, um, ADC, you're totally right. It is. And I think that made it a better show. If they had yes. kept, if they had kept trying to concurrently have Chuck alive and influence, it was too big of a shadow on Jimmy. Yes. You know, but you see yeah. that, in this sixth season, I really think, and, and, and now rewatching the fifth and seeing how Howard, you know, he pops up and he says, Hey, they run into each other. He says, Hey, Jimmy, we should talk. I, 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 I want to talk to you about something. And, and Jimmy kind of blows him off. And then finally he meets him. He says, and they meet and he offers him to come work with him. I made a mistake, right? Like I, I should have never, I, I didn't listen to you back then. And then with Sandpiper and all the other great things you did, I, I, I see what you're doing now. You don't need to be Saul. Come work for me. 
And then right. he ignores him again. And then he throws the bowling balls. Bowling over, ball. right? And the prostitutes. Yeah. And then you, don't see, the right. you don't see him though for like an episode or two. Then he does the prostitute thing. And then you don't see him again for like an episode. And then he finally has the whole, uh, I'm lightning will shoot out of my le- eyes or something. Right. Like when he's yelling yeah. at him in the courthouse that's kind oh, of and his... Howard's walking away. Yeah. And it's such a in and the expression on how it's just like he's just trying to get out of, it <laughs> of just shouting builds. distance. It's just like yeah, this slow builds. build that I can see them now moving in to, and we can kind of talk. I think we kind of covered everything. We can kind of get into a little bit of predictions and such. But um how they're really anything you want to mention ab- right. Anything we should talk about with Mike. I know Mike's really the granddaughter is his focus and he didn't want to become, you know, a hitman for Gus. And, and then he like almost goes on like a, not a suicide mission, but, you know, taking on those gangbangers. Yep, yep. Like, did he, do you really think, I mean, he's old enough. It's like, was he okay with dying or was he just, did he think he was still tough? But it, you know, it, it was almost like both. Like he kind of like was just like, you know, the, cards fall where they may you know and then of course yeah he wakes uh, wakes up at the compound and everything on from there but um i love when mike in past seasons like when 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 he knows someone's gonna kill him and he sets up little traps and little things and (laughs) (laughs) i just love that stuff it's a it's a great character and i think seeing him you know when we meet him in better call saul we we find out about his son and how like he, they were both crooked cops and that his own people took him out. Right. And then he took them out. So we know he's not a great guy, but we love him anyway, just like all these other characters. And yeah, the development with his family, it goes on and off. He yells at the granddaughter we see, but I think it was killing Werner Ziegler is really, the point at which that just broke Mike. And then he right. and similarly how Jimmy needed a season to kind of pick himself back up from Chuck. Mm-hmm. I felt like this season was Mike, a lot of that. Right. And then finally when it's when Gus sees him in front of that dedicated to Max fountain that he says, I know you recognize something that I too would like, I can't, I can't do, I'm just trying to, what do accent are you I don't know, I'm terrible, he just says, I love it, we both share the same thing, revenge, you should just do it in your uh, little finger voice, <laughs> Sansa. Sansa, we want, Sansa. Rev- but he says revenge, Fountain. and I think Mike, right. Mike kind of like, he's, j- he, this season, he's just basically, I think he's decided he is who he is, and if he, if he lives uh, feeling bad about the things he does, there's all it's he's already too far gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And <clears throat> so he can be that in that instrument of revenge for Gus. Right. And just the the stuff with the German engineers and building the lab and stuff. Like I found that stuff so fascinating. Yeah. You know, great. again, detail. Just you know them getting, you know, having them, having their playtime. Well, they've got to get, well, you know what he thinking about it, 
when Lalo appears on the scene and early in season um, five, they show um, uh, Gus giving a tour, right? To um, mm-hmm. to uh, Bosa and uh, and Lalo, and then and it and you see that they're not building anything, right? Like they've put a bunch of fake shit where the where the uh, entrance to the uh, meth building was happening, mm-hmm. and then he says mm-hmm. to Mike, "We can't go back. We we can't build anything until Lalo's out of the picture." So now Lalo's out of the picture. So they can bring back, uh, what's his name? The original meth cooker from Breaking Bad. What's his name again? Stu? Oh, uh, what the fuck was his name? Oh, uh, 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 it's right <laughs> on the edge of my You're gonna tongue. You're going to get killed. Uh, get, not Gil. It um, was. <laughs> it was Gil. Oh, it was Gil. Yep. Okay. Yep. Gil. Breaking was it Gil? Bad. Gil? Oh, Gil. Gail. Gail. That's yes, right. Hey, I Gale. was close. I was close. Sorry. Not bad for Gale. not seeing Breaking Bad since it ended. Right. The great actor who also is on Billions. Great yeah. He, he really have to. It seemed yeah. like, I mean, he was a character actor for years, yeah. but it seemed like after Breaking Bad, I, he was popping up in really great big things. Yeah. But um, they'll bring him. They can start getting back into that. They're going to have to build it now, right? Like. Oh, Gail. They can get back into that kind of stuff too now that yeah. Lalo's gone. But yeah, Mike, dude, I think that's Mike. That's basically where Mike's at. And that's where he's going to be at. That's one person we can't have too many theories because Mike plays such a huge role in Breaking Bad that right. we're going to see a lot of Mike, you know, just like we're going to see a lot of Gus. We know kind of where Gus goes from here too. Right. Um, but um, I think what they've done with the character of Mike because of that, where it's open-ended for Nacho, Kim, Lalo, G- uh, in, a, in a certain extent with the Gene scenes, Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we know exactly what happens to Gus and Mike. And the ability to still the writing and acting for us to still be so interested and on the edge of the seat of what's going to happen where we already know their ending is real genius in this show. Um, oh yeah. Cause you, make you, you can do so much more. Right. And you can do prequel stuff and it doesn't always work. Um, but I love prequel stuff, finding out backstory yeah. and former things. And that's why, even though I know the fate of Mike and Gus, it's still, it still fascinates me. Um, and it, what's funny is because you have like, especially Kim and Nacho, we don't know what happens to them. And we can, I guess we'll can predict and whatnot. But like, I guess it was early on. People assume because they weren't in Breaking Bad, they must be dead. But that's not necessarily the case. No. Just because they weren't involved in the Breaking Bad story doesn't mean they're somewhere else or you know, or that could be around. They just weren't focused on and break it, you know? So it'll be interesting to see what the writers do uh, with, with, with that. And the fact that we do get the flash forward of the Gene Cinnabon, mm-hmm. Nebraska stuff. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, just Kim go into hiding or I, I don't know, but we'll get to it when we, you know. Let's do it. We're there. Okay, let's do it. We're there. We're here. We made really? it. We made it. 
We made it to the we predictions portion. I think we, okay. because I do want to talk a bit about Nacho because I love the Nacho character. It's such a great um, character. And we do, and really season five, he spends all of season five really just kind of wanting to get out, to asking Mike and Nacho develop a bit of a relationship, right? Where Mike- mm-hmm kind of takes on in the same way that Kim thinks it's okay to do all this terrible shit as long as she then goes and helps someone else. Mike kind of feels like if he can kind of help out Nacho, he takes him on as like a pet cause. And he mentions it to Gus like a lot, right? To the point where Gus is getting a little pissed off about it. Like we should let him go, <laughs> right? Like he keeps on saying, let's let him go. Let's let him go. Um, right. And he's like, I think we will keep him. Uh, because it's <laughs> better go. to know that the, it's voice. better the devil you know, Michael. Um, I know, you're getting good now. I'm, getting I, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I felt that one, man. Like, like you got to take a break. I, I like stiffened my spine a little when I did it. I got to get into character. <laughs> yeah, you, know you got to get into posture and Gus Michael. posture. Um, but Nacho is, ba- you know, he's just trying to save his dad. He seems like he j- he wants to get out, but then. There's an interesting scene with Nacho towards the end of the season when he meets Don Eladio and Don Eladio says, how will you make me money? And Nacho lays out this plan of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get rival biker gangs to take each other out. And then we're going to take some of them out too. And I'm going to expand our territory I don't want anybody, I don't want to ever have to look over my shoulder. I want to make my own decisions. Like he kind of like after the whole season saying he wants to get out, he kind of like because he's near the power maybe. And that's why he's in this business to begin with. Right. He kind of like steps up and like tries to impress Don Eladio. And this is the last meeting before what happens to Lalo. Right. So maybe Don Eladio says to Lalo, you can't take out Nacho. So yeah. Nacho's growth over this season was kind of sudden, I felt, because it was like he was trying to protect his dad. Gus threatens his dad. He has to go back and forth between Lalo and Gus doing whatever they fucking want him to do. But in the meantime, we just get this one scene where he's at home with these two kind of twer- tweaked out girls, right? And his mm-hmm. dad comes and visits and his dad says, someone offered to buy me out. He says, I know it was you, Lalo, you, all your big money. I'm not going to take your money and all that. And uh, I, I mean, Nacho and Nacho's like, it wasn't me, dad. I, somebody, you know, though, though we know, I think that it was him that he wanted to try to like buy out his dad. So his dad would get out of this business, right? Like not, not, he couldn't hurt him in some way right right so maybe after that conversation if he felt like his he lost the trust of his dad maybe he basically was like fuck it i'm gonna get deeper into it but i felt that was kind of strange to me because even when i was looking back through my notes and then re-watching i was like did i miss a scene where kind of nacho decided that he why did he spill all this stuff to don a lot maybe he just felt he had to 
Right. Or he was looking for a way out. Yeah, that's um, what I don't get. Like, you know what I mean? I like, wonder is Nacho gonna actually maybe Nacho went higher into the organization. Well, yeah, that's what I meant by getting out, meaning you know, getting you know, he's doing the double agency thing, and with Don Eladio, maybe Don Eladio can protect him. Yeah, and he'll go work for him. Mm-hmm. That is yep. definitely a possibility. Like he's like um, fuck Gus, fuck Lalo. I'm going to try to sell myself to the big, big guy. Yeah. And, and, and if, I mean, you pretty much got, is Nacho dead or he ain't getting out and going on an Island somewhere. He would have to go to Don Eladio's crew. I would think, and maybe relocate to Mexico and, you know, kind of. Yeah. Right. Or does, Oh, I'll, I'll say I'll jump in. I did a little research. Oh, what is it? Research. We're Lalo. <laughs> a little bit of research. Were Lalo or Nacho ever mentioned in Breaking Bad? Oh. Now, people point to this, and we talked about this last season. In season two of Breaking Bad, soon after we first meet Saul Goodman, mm-hmm. Saul Goodman is kidnapped by Walter White and Jesse Pinkman and taken to the desert. Saul, people think that he's assuming that they are Lalo who has abducted him and he starts begging for his life and he screams out, it was Ignacio, it was Ignacio. And that is Nacho's name. Oh. So this is... 2009 or so, right? So we're in season two. It's later in season, or well, actually, if I may, no, it was really compressed in the beginning. So it could have still been 2008. Because remember, right. like the first season or two of Breaking Bad takes place in like less than six months, I think, right? Right. Um, yeah, based on Walter White's birthdays, you yeah. can kind of. So I think that that's the, and that, that, the only other time that there is a maybe a confirmation about Lalo is in season four, Gus visits Hector, right? Mm-hmm. And he says to Hector that every other Salamanca is dead, that he's the last Salamanca. So if mm. that's true, then Lalo has to be dead. Yeah, we just don't know when. When, exactly. They might, that's the thing, is that just because he said that in season four, uh, right? Like, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, because it could have happened, like, if, if Saul, Better Call Saul ends and say, you know, whatever year, if we have a few years, they give themselves that buffer. Yeah. And we don't know everything you know? that Gus was doing during Breaking Bad either, because we got to know more and exactly. more of what he was doing. But for a while, we didn't know anything about what he was doing. So that does give them leeway. Yeah. Of what, you know. So. So. There is a chance that Lalo dies, that Nacho dies, that both of them live on, right? That they both retreat to like Mexico or something, you know? But you would think that one of them would have to, or like it could just be that in the same way that Gus had to come to a truce with Hector, right? And work alongside him for so many years after he killed his uh, boyfriend. 
did maybe Nacho and Lalo had to come to some kind of truce because of Don Eladio. Hmm. Interesting. Don't, you never know. But what do you think? How do, what do you feel the story is telling you solo? Well, what do I feel? Do you feel, feel like I do? Um, that's a good question. I, I think, see, I had different predictions based on before your research. <laughs> um, cause I think Nacho is going to die. I think Don Eladio might go to prison and die in prison. He gets killed in prison. That's my like crackpot theories. Um, I think, I think, I think, uh, Lalo will kill Nacho. Uh, but when you, when the, the, those are my gut feelings just to where I think things are going. Um, but God, I'm not like totally sold. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, it, there's what I'd like to see. There's what I think will happen. There's what I think the writers will do. <laughs> but uh, if I have to predict, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I do like the nacho working for Don Eladio though. Yeah. Well, we know um, though, Don Eladio makes it past there because he finds his demise at the hands of. Yeah. Gus. When's he, when is that? What year? Do you know what year? Do you know what year that happens? Cause that was a flashback in Breaking Bad, correct? Or was that during? No, that's during Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Oh, that's right, because they that's go down the there. That's right. That's at the that's end. That's right. That's how Gus that's kind of right. takes out the cartel. Okay, and Nacho wasn't there, no. as we know. But that so, doesn't mean he wasn't. No, I know. Right. I know. You know? So, but you'd think that there's, now, we there, oh, there, there was a spinoff of Breaking Bad. This is Better Call Saul. Could there be a Nacho spinoff where Nacho well, goes to Mexico or something? And we it could we be those him? four years. Like if there's a four yeah. year gap, I would or something. I, I'd, be in, I'd be in for it. I love Nacho, they could. man. They could do a whole. They, they could, could do introduce anything. some new characters. They could do anything. That's the great thing about it. When they did this spinoff, they thought it was going to think about it as a comedy. Then they're like, no, we'll do a couple, maybe a season or two. We'll commit AMC. Okay, well, two seasons. It becomes six. I mean, it, it really depends. I, I just hope if they do do something, Vince Gilligan's involved, but he may be, who knows? He may want to do it. He may be done with it. Maybe he'll hand it off it's to the right years, people. Man. It's a lot of but years. But that's a lot of. That's what they love for, to, to do. To do the same thing. But the thing is, if I think knowing, knowing Vince, because me and him have tea together every Friday, third Friday of the month, um, is that. If, if, if they come up with a great story and a, a new way to tell this part of the story, he would be yeah. totally in. Yeah. Um, but, but I do think someone is going to have to die. Okay. I would think, I just think there has to be another death. I agree. Um, and so that's why I'm going with Nacho. Um, I think like if you, you have to, if you're going to kill Nacho or Kim, you kill Nacho. I, I do believe Kim. Mm, yeah, I do believe yeah. Kim will not die because oh. because I don't. I think that would affect Saul 
he- heavily in Breaking Bad, and I don't think there's any mention of him losing a loved it, one or. But it, or, you could, or I could be wrong. No, no, no. There's not. There's no mention. I mean, of there him. could be time that passes. There, but I was going to just say that's why he's so hard. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be. It, it, you know what? It, both arguments are valid, uh, even though we really didn't argue. Uh, for, for you know what I mean I, it, it just I, again I'm trying to this the thing is with interpretation with doing a show and not realizing eventually you'll do a Saul Goodman prequel show that last six seasons um, you, it could go either way and that's why again the buffer of time if there's some time between the end of Better Call Saul the non-black and white Eugene stuff to Breaking Bad I mean four years two years Saul could lose himself in his work and his stuff. And because we don't, it's not a show about Saul. So there's so many things that they hadn't hit upon. It's basically from almost from Walter White's point of view, pretty much the whole thing. So, so, um, so you could go anywhere. It, um, I, I personally, I would love to see that Kim just moved away or was in, I doubt she'd be in witness protection, but you never know what could happen. That's how they put away Don. See, I think, you know, Saul's going to be instrumental in putting away Lalo, but he's, he's his lawyer. But yet, you know, but does does he double cross to get Lalo out of the picture? Kim maybe goes into witness protection or some sort of thing like that. And we see in the future, in the black and white, Saul and Kim get together. And live happily ever after. Mm, all right. I got um, one for you. How about this? I was in the shower. Okay. I was standing with in the shower. With Saul or without thinking, Saul? Um, just by myself. Okay. By yourself. The water was very hot. And um, uh, you did a split screen. There was a split <laughs> screen of you and Kim. No, that was a Jane's Addiction song. Remember that? I was doing the Jane song. Oh, oh that's that in the shower. By, thinking. Damn it. Um, I missed that. Anyway, check this out. And caught stealing. Okay. Gene, the last scene we saw of this is what we see of Gene. He's hanging out at, if I remember correctly, he's hanging out at his house watching old videos of himself, of Saul Goodman. Then we see him work at the Cinnabon. He works at the Cinnabon. He faints at the Cinnabon, right? He has kind of like a panic attack at the Cinnabon. He gets taken to a hospital. They have trouble running his social security number and his driver's license, but it turns out it's just the problem of the lady behind the desk. He gets into a cab. The guy seems to notice him and he noticed that the guy has an Albuquerque cyclones or something like a minor league baseball team, um, air freshener hanging in his car. (laughs) He goes back to work. He's sitting in front of his work on a like a lunch break, and a guy comes up to him, two guys actually, and it's mm-hmm. the guy, it's the cab driver, and he says, I recognize you, say it, Saul, say it. And he like forces him to admit that he's Saul Goodman, right? And he does it. He's like out of practice and he does it. He then freaks out. He calls up Robert Forrester. Right, the guy who right. Breaking Bad gets uh, him Robert, and Walt. Long live right? Robert Forrester. Yeah, gets so him out. Sad he passed. And he says, "I need to leave." And he's and 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 then they go back and forth. He says it's going to cost double and blah blah blah. Oh, and you also see 
also you see that he has a lot of diamonds still, right? He has all those diamonds like he had in Breaking Bad. So he, had, girl's he, best friend. he has oh, money yeah. with him, right? Right. But then while he's talking to him on the phone, he kind of changes, right? There's like a turn and he changes and he, he looks, he kind of looks like Saul again, right? Like not Eugene, like he's stiffened right. up a little bit and he says, you know what? I'm going to take care of it myself. And he's, and then he decides not to use Robert Forrester to run away again. And he says he's going right. to take a care. And that's the last we see of Gene. So okay. something's got to have, that's a lot that happened in that Gene scene, right? That's a lot. And that, that is, is a, lot. a type of a situation that's setting him up to either have to take these guys out, get involved with bad stuff, or perhaps turn to an old friend who might be able to help him out because he's already been made. So why not do it? We found out that Kim was from Nebraska and we think that's where Gene is too. Omaha, right? Oh, is maybe Kim is living there, just living a normal life. Maybe she just got out and nothing happened to her, but guess who she's married to? Howard. Nacho. Who? She's married to Nacho. (laughs) As a cover? As a cover? Or do they fall in love? I did think about that in the shower, though. I was like, what happens if Kim? What happens if. In the James Addiction song, too? It it could be. (laughs) Um, That was was three days. Um, It could be that we see in season six, like somehow Nacho and Kim get together. And then, like, it's kind of solved, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I was. That's my prediction for Kim. I think that Kim just gets out and I think that she goes back home and she has like starts a family or something with just a regular guy. Maybe she's practicing a little law or something. I just think that she's alive in Nebraska. And I think that this divorced. Oh, maybe she's, she's divorced now, but to make somehow I, you have to think that this cab driver or whatever making it known he knows it's him and he knows what happened to him, that he's like a wanted guy, right? Oh, and Chris Noth is her husband. And oh, that's I don't think he's working anymore, dude. Come on. I'm behind Chris Noth. That's for I don't have no idea about any of that. But we're gonna keep it moving. Yeah, Um, sorry. Sorry. I uh that's what I think for Kim. I think that Kim is just, I, I really, I know a lot of people think she's going <clears> to <throat> die, that there's some prediction of it. He was really worried about her. Obviously he would be. I just think she gets out. They're not going to kill her. Nope. They're not killing her. I think Kim- Lalo dies. I think Nacho, I think Nacho, I like the idea of Nacho going to work with Don Eladio or Don Eladio protecting Nacho in some way. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I, I like Lalo dying in prison, man. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know why. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, be. I just picture. I just had a vision. I mean, what? I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's a premonition or a vision or, you know, a psychotic break. But 
I just, I just, it came to me in my head. It could be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, my, I got one last prediction. Okay. This is my big one. Ray Seahorn plays Kim Luxler. Will finally get nominated for an Emmy. I agree. I she bet they prediction. they owe it to her. They do. They owe her an Emmy nomination. Definitely. For God's sakes. Yes. God. Yeah, last how does season. that? Yeah. Oh, uh, how does that not happen? In the last two seasons, I believe she was more than worthy. Um, I, that's all I got to say. I agree please, with that. Please, she deserves it. This woman deserves it. She is fantastic. And she, on so many levels, and uh, again, my my favorite character as well. She I do. I, I tell boss. you, maybe she's a crime boss in Nebraska. She, she, yeah, that would that hey, that could be the spinoff show. <laughs> that would be um, interesting. But, but bringing also bringing in Tony Dalton as Lalo, I, I had never seen him act before. And I'm like, who is this guy? And then, of course, I saw him in, uh, he was in uh, Hawkeye, I believe. The, Yeah. He was in that show on Disney Plus with Jeremy Renner. Yes, he was. Um, he was awesome. He has that type of, but he's just got such a way about him. He's just so, such a perfect character for the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul universe. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there would be a th- two, three seasons of him. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it just they they could go with one more spinoff, which would be awesome. But you know, hey, we got more than we bargained for. We is this just as many seasons as Breaking Bad? Was Breaking Bad five seasons? Um, I know the fifth well, one was longer. They was did. I think they did a similar thing where they split up the six, the seven and seven. Yeah. Or, oh, is it six? Yeah. So so it's like an A and a B. I mean, or something. Who would have thought Better Call Saul would have went on this? I mean, they would have stuff to tell and they really hit a home run with this show. And I'm, I'm totally. very happy that we just didn't get like one season and it, you know, it bombed. Like, I'm so glad that they, uh, you know, and my only regret is when I was in Vegas pre pandemic, February, 2020, I swear I saw Bob Odenkirk at the Venetian and I was, I was going to go like, say hi to him. But like, I didn't want to buy, you know, I'm not into bothering celebrities. Um, but I was like, that's him. I know it's him. I only saw him from behind, but it was, it was Bob Odenkirk. But you knew his ass. You were like, that is Bob Odenkirk's I, I, ass. I, I knew his ass in the back of his you ears. Know, the back of his I ears and his ass. I knew. I knew it was him. to whisper sweet nothings. Uh, I wanted to say, Cinnabonbon, Cinnabonbon, Cinnabonbon. Well, listen, man, I, for me... One of the things that I am really looking forward to this season is what happened at the end of season five, which is all of these worlds coming together. I think there's definitely going to be like Jimmy and Kim going after Howard and HHM, the Sandpiper money, that kind of thing, right? Plus, Mm -hmm. though, Jimmy, regardless of what happens with Lalo, He's in with Mike and Nacho, and he's going to be in with Gus. So he's going to be involved in that, too. And I want to see how all of that comes together and how that affects the end of, the, of this particular mm. story. Um, 
I think that that's going to be interesting to me because it, I just I kept thinking about that. It was such a weird scene when Kim met went and met with Lalo and then confronted him too. And I wonder if we're going to see more of that too, where Kim's going right. to get more involved with these guys. That's where I came up with that Nacho idea of like a some like this weird love affair happening with Nacho and Kim. But maybe I'll just <laughs> maybe be, Kim I'll becomes crazy. Lalo's new lawyer. There you go. Like, I'm going like to write some fan I'd fiction, like though. I'm going to do some Twitter yeah, some Twitter fan fiction, and I'm going to cosplay, too. I'm going to get all the way into it. <laughs> One thing I will say, and I think a lot of people get mad when they have their heart set on certain predictions and yes. they don't come true. Yeah. No. The best way, else. especially for this show, no, I let the show tell me the yeah. story. I have my – we do our predictions – for the pod and stuff, or he might sense that, Ooh, I think this is going to happen, but I don't get mad when my prediction doesn't happen. I, I never understood wrong. that. Yeah. I, I yes. Be wrong. I get more out of being wrong because <laughs> honestly, because there's times where I can guess things. I mean, like no problem. And I'm like, ah, I wish I wasn't right. And then like, I finally got fooled on a law and order the other day where I'm like 99 of hundred <laughs> in predictions. And I was fooled. And I loved it. <laughs> That's what, it's, it's like you say, though, I just get images in my mind. Like for some reason, I have this image of like a black and white scene, right? And if they pull this, it would they're going to have to pay me some money. Jimmy goes to okay. knock on yeah. the J, Jimmy slash Saul slash Gene goes to knock on just some door like, right? Knock, knock, mm -hmm. knock. It's snowing. We hear some laughing and talking. We cut inside just for a second. It turns to color. Uh, and Kim opens up the door and she's looking back at like her family and she's laughing and you see some kid and some dude and then it's in color. And then she looks at Jimmy and her face just go, just goes down. I don't know why I have that image in my mind of hmm. there, there being a rejection at some point where she just utterly rejects him, even though we're going into it, like I said, coming off of season five, it almost makes me feel like he's going to be surprised at the crappy shit she wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and she seems like she's going to one up him, but I just get that feeling just like an image in my mind. But if that doesn't well, happen, I'm okay with it. Yeah. They, they, they seem to be setting early from the beginning, seem to be setting up, that Saul's going to do something terrible. And that's yeah. why Kim leaves. This, yeah. But what if it's the opposite? What if could be, she, you know, she broke his heart, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, or, I mean, you know, or I don't know, like, that's the one thing I love the fact that we don't know. And they're playing with us, you know, it could be something so simple, but it's the, it, it's the enjoyment of when you do a prequel show, we do know some things, but introducing new characters, we don't know. And, and playing with us with the post-Gene stuff, post-Breaking Bad stuff, after El Camino, I'm assuming. Oh, um, yes. yes. You know, it just, it just, it really, um, it, it just makes, it makes the show interesting. And one reason why we love it, one reason why we're podcasting about it. And uh, I look forward to seeing what Vince and the gang create. I, and, and, and I love it. I would not be surprised 
if similar to how Breaking Bad kind of left Albuquerque, right, towards the end there, mm-hmm. um, came back to it, but kind of left that area and what we had known. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, or and I would be happy too with this setup of the cab driver and what the hell he means by I'm going to take care of it. Like he's trying to get his gumption back, mm-hmm. right? Like build himself back up, you know? Um, if we, it would be kind of cool if we got like two or three gene episodes where they or, actually or, have a yeah. plot of what's happening and we see, we follow him in the future. I mean, even if they did the whole second half like that, because frankly speaking, again, we know what happens to Gus, to a, a lot of the, um, uh, most everyone except for Lalo, Nacho, and Kim. So if they if they end the Lalo Nacho story, and then they just go off on a story that includes Jimmy and Kim, you know, ten years later or whatever, right, or six or five it's years. It's very later, possible. I would be totally happy with that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh, I wish we got more episodes of of Nacho and Lalo. Cause it's like, I could see them dedicating more of it to that and then having a separate story, but that's just, that would actually be my dream scenario because yeah, I kind of almost feel like telling a story that's just about Jimmy and Kim that's out of Albuquerque totally. So it even is outside of breaking bad world, right? Would kind it almost feels like it, it's like, a bit of justice for me for their characters that they can almost have their own show completely. Right. That you know, and I, and I hope ones. it's right. And I hope it's more than just the penultimate episode beyond the sea. They just do a one-off it would be, of the black and white. Like I, I want a couple. Yeah. I it do would be cool. Like but if they don't, I'm not going to be mad again. You know what I'm saying? Like no. I'm going to accept anything they do, but I the, would, the fact, Yeah. That's kind of like my little. I'm still waiting to see Inman, buddy, getting shot in the hatch. The flashback prediction I had. <laughs> I guess the smear wasn't enough. On right. the, we're getting tired. Um, we're making old loss references. We are. We're not getting. I'm not getting tired. Oh, I no, I'm getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's yeah like, right. No, I'm not. Actually, I am. <laughs> Dude, I'll go another. Hour. Yeah, actually, no, I, I've been up since 5 a.m. Oh my. Uh, I took a little nap. It's good to take but, a nap. Yeah, no, dirt nap. Anyway. Oh, shit, don't say that. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Whoa. Let's wrap it up, people. All this right. has been very fun. We are going to be back next week. We haven't really figured out how we're going to cover the two episodes. Maybe we'll just end up doing one big episode or maybe we'll just talk about it and then I'll cut it in two and they'll just pick up from one another and we'll release it a couple days apart. I don't know yet. We'll just see how it goes. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you want to come on for one episode, give us a shout. Like I said, I know some peeps we've talked to already. I think Gina and Andy said they were going to come on. If anyone else is interested, give us a shout. It's always good to have a guest on talking a little better call solage. And because I, I may need to take a Michelle Tafoya break, you know, after <laughs> doing two pods, I may need a week off. 
<laughs> You're pulling deep like, ones tonight. So, <laughs> hey, baby, I'm here all season. Try the fish. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we got. We'll see you sometime next week. Looking forward to the next episode. Let's see. Will it start out with a gene? I hope it doesn't. I think it would be cool if it doesn't start out with gene. So we're just like waiting and like, what the hell? There's no gene. And then they give it to us. But either way, it'll be great. But I'm kind of interested with into the gene stuff, too. I'm a little obsessed with it. Yeah, just let it rip. That's what I say. Let it rip, baby. All right. Peace out, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace DBR out. Podcast. It's all, it's all good, man. <laughs>